RadioInfluence.com. Yellow! How are you? Rocco Rada here. Rock stops here. The rock stops here. We try to just uh, give it to you straight. Bring on it. Bring on an A-lister. I got one today. Very short. All right. I don't. He didn't really know it was going to be a podcast. Uh, it is Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Derek Brooks, double nickel, fifty-five in person. All right. As the NFL season kicked off, that was one hell of a game. You, the ratings were humongous, right down to the final kick. Dallas Cowboys showed that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Dak Prescott, Brady is Brady. Brady is the goat. You can hate them all you want. I actually am finding some, some that hated Brady and are liking him a little bit more. So I st- I did say some, not a lot. All right. I, I don't want to be too buck centric here, but I'm in Tampa Bay. I am going to get into what it was like being at Raymond James Stadium, being around fans. A lot of Dallas Cowboys fans flew into Tampa or maybe a lot just living. Maybe there are that many that living within driving distance. There were a lot. Now, if you saw it on TV, the place was packed. It was going crazy. I'll get into all of that. But you're here for Derek Brooks. So let me welcome him in. Derek Brooks out of Pensacola, Florida, played for Bobby Bowden at FSU. Boy, those are the glory days, weren't they? Remember when FSU was good? Remember when Miami was good? What is going on right now? It goes in cycles. We'll find out if the Gators, you know, what Mullen's doing with the quarterback situation. But again, I don't want, I'm not too much X's and O's on the rock stops here. Okay, I do a lot of that on my other podcast, Bucks Kickoff. That's 24 hours before every Buccaneer game. That's exclusively on Joe Bucks fan. But thank you for being here uh, on the Rock Stops here. So Derek Brooks was doing a promotion. Uh, it was for Bud Light. Bud Light had a, a, a team of people that came out before the opening game at Raymond James Stadium. And as you're entering... The street right there, Tom McEwen Ave, Tampa Bay Boulevard, whatever they're calling it, had this big mural, a mat, a welcome mat to welcome fans back to the season, welcoming them back. So many were not able to go to games. We all know the deal with the pandemic. So it is nice to see full stadiums. It is. And it's outdoors. All right. We're not going to get in the mask. You're not wearing a mask. This and that. It's good to see. All right. If you're fully vaccinated, you want to go good. And it's, it's just, it's good. Sports can help us, man. Just forget about our problems for a little bit. That was a hell of a game. But anyway, so Derek Brooks, also Martin Gramatica, he was going to do a, another former uh, legend, Buccaneer kicker. He was doing the afternoon session, but this was early in the morning. And I was wondering, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, it's going to be a long day. Nah, stop that stuff. You know, you're, yeah, you're going to the game, all that. No, no, no. You're going to get Derek Brooks for a couple of minutes. Boom. Let's go. Let's go. So I was there. It was great. Uh, the Budweiser people were great. I've been a big, big supporter of all my years. Oh my God, Bud, Bud Light. Uh, so anyway, he was there. It was a nice big mural on, on the painted right on. They painted all night and had it ready for opening day. So Derek Brooks was there. Now, I saw Derek in the parking lot. He was with Mr. Bill Gieskink from Bud Budweiser. I know him from Pepin Distributing. I saw them. Hey, Derek. And Derek was very nice. And he was talking with Bill. I'm like, oh, this is great. There's not a lot of media here. There's a couple different stations. I should be able to get Derek. 
I'll ask him about the Bud Light and, and the, the mural and all that, and then fans being back, and then boom, this is going to be great. Well, what happened is they also had some Buccaneer cheerleaders that were there, Captain Fear, that's the mascot. They were there, and so when it was time for me to get Derek one-on-one, I set up my mic stands, I had my mics all checked, my Zoom, my Zoom recorder, not the Zoom that you know, all set to go. And then the cheerleaders stand right behind Derek during the interview. So it was one of those things where I couldn't go too long. I always address, I assess the situation. I don't abuse it, you know, keep them for a long time. Some people don't care. I do. I do. Just me. So anyway, without further ado, here he is, Pro Football Hall of Famer, the one and only, the great Derek Brooks. There he is, the legend, the legend, the Hall of Famer, the Ring of Honor, the great Derek Brooks. And what an exciting day. Not only opening day, but how about being here with the Bud Light? Welcome, Matt, to welcome in the fans back, Derek. <laughs> You're right. You, you think about Bud Light going big. You know, he can't be bigger than a 71-yard. Welcome back, Matt, to uh, welcome fans back here to uh, Ray J Stadium. And welcome back to the 21 uh, season. And uh, it's exciting. It's a uh, Creating a buzz, uh, not just here uh, this morning, but uh, later tonight. You're going to see uh, this place rocking, and, and deservingly so. Yeah. You know, our, as we kind of put a, a final recognition on closing out uh, last year and, and recognizing that Super Bowl team, but more importantly, they want to move on to 2021. And uh, that's what today's about is opening. And, uh, again, to my knowledge, I, I don't think we've opened the NFL season in Tampa uh, at all. So this is a, a first for that. And again, I'm here thankful to Bud Light for doing their part and welcome us back. But again, it's going to be an exciting time to see our team take the field against the Cowboys tonight. How much you played, how much, honestly, how much does the fans uh, mean? Now, I know a lot of former greats tell me when they're in that game, you're locked in. But being able to play in front of packed stadiums this year, Derek, compared yeah. to trying to, you know, get it up. How much does that mean, man? Well, it, it means a lot. And me being a defensive player, uh, the fans definitely was our advantage uh, when we played, not just from the fan standpoint. I, I just remember when we were playing, you know, we had we get our cheerleaders to do cheers <laughs> for the defense. So we were all we were all into it in, in creating that advantage for us defensively because we knew how much of a problem that posed for the opposing offenses in terms of their communications. And for, you know, probably 11 of my 14 years here, uh, that advantage went to the Bucks and playing in front of a, a packed house, uh, bringing home wins, sometimes games that we probably shouldn't have won. But, again, depending on uh, the energy of the crowd, uh, they was able to pull us through and the ball kind of bounced our way and creating our own momentum. And, yes, the fans are part of that. I truly believe that. What do you think, besides to win a championship, to win it all, to stand on the, on the top with the Lombardi Trophy, yeah, you got to have great players, you got to have good coaches. Is there one other thing that maybe fans might not be aware of on what it takes to win it all, Derek? Yeah, Rock, you, you got to have, you know, a little bit of lady luck, momentum, you know, ball bounce your way. You have to have a few things that, you know, just happen to go your way because you're a great, a good football team. 
And yes, you do create that yourself. But I firmly believe that, man, some things do have to go your way in order to win that you never figured figured out. And I do think it's, it's a time where role players uh, throughout the season become a big part of certain elements of your team to help you win. Those things have, have to happen. And, you know, to, you know, looking back at our 2020 Bucks, certain things happened that way with them, where it the, whether it was the addition of Antonio Brown, you know, during the season, whether it was the way that they managed the COVID protocols, no major injuries, no major players missing time. So it was certain things that they had to figure out. Uh, I remember uh, a point of doing the season where offensively they had to figure out what was working best for them. You know, at a point where people were questioning, hey, how's the chemistry working here with Brady? Coach Leftwich, Coach Arians. And I just remember how Coach Arians handled things during that time was very critical. And our defense got hot at the end. Man, that secondary started to play a lot better. And Coach Bowles started to put a lot more trust into them. So that's what some of the things I I feel our fans, when you, you look back and appreciate a, a championship team, those are the things that happen. But also one critical point, which I will say I learned this, you know, after we won the Super Bowl years later, this team has done a great job of turning the page thus far. Well, I'm not sure in 2003 we did that soon enough. I think once we figured out and we turned the page, it was kind of a little bit late and we had to depend on other teams to lose and we ended up missing the playoffs, you know, by one game. So I think this team has, has really learned from that and, and hopefully uh, we'll get a chance to see that here in 2021. My last one, Derek. Everybody always asks me, I know when you guys went to the Hall of Fame with John Lynch, I know it was a topic of conversation. Could you guys beat this Buccaneers Super Bowl championship team, Derek Brooks? Of course. Well, what, 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 I mean, what other answer you expect from me? <laughs> I would have loved to play against this type of offense that don't run the football much. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you are a great man, better even than you were as a player. Thank you so much, and what a great setting here at the Bud Light official welcome mat. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so it was it was good. Thank you, Derek. Derek is Derek's a very uh, very intelligent, very driven. Does so many things. There's a high school in the area. He hooked up with Mr. Eddie DeBartolo. Remember Eddie DeBartolo, the San Francisco 49ers general manager with all those Lombardi trophies. I was like, he's a gentleman. I have so much respect for him. So Derek and Mr. DeBartolo started a high school. Brooks DeBartolo High School, very successful. I'm not talking about like in athletics. The number one thing even started with just like the studies and classroom uh, work and situation before they even got into sports. But he does that. He's still involved with Florida State. He's in, uh, heavily involved with the NFL. He is the president. He was the president of the Tampa Bay Storm, which is arena football. He works for Mr. Jeff Vinnick with the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. And I can go on and on down the list. Just a really, really a gentleman, hell of a player, boy. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Derek Brooks. So I appreciate that. All righty. So what was it like? Here's a little behind the scenes as the NFL season has kicked off. Now, what I was covering the game, so I had a seat up in the press box. But what I do is I like to check in with protocols. It's a little bit more now, you know. 
big thing. Everything is ticketless. So you got to download the app. You hope you can get the situation with the parking pass. I don't want to get too detailed, but then you have to go to Will Call. Because it used to be, you used to be able to get like a season credential. And you just go, you go to Will Call, boom, they have it ready, boom. You go, you go through security, go through all that. You got to have your mask on. You know, just like it's life. Life is different. Life, there's a lot more things that you have to do, but you do it. You don't want to just stay in your house if you don't have to, if you're medically healthy enough, right? So I'm just honored to be there. So I get up, I get situated, I plug in my laptop, I get everything all ready. I got my recorders ready in case I see somebody that is an A-lister. Maybe I can get them for a few minutes, whether it be podcast or my other outlets. So I'm all set up and then maybe I get myself something to eat. And then, cause I was in there hours before kickoff and I'm looking at the stadium. The stadium looks great. The field looks great. Uh, they had flags, uh, in every seat. So I'm like, Oh, this, this vibe is going to be good for the opening night here on NBC, the Dallas Cowboys and the Buccaneers. You know what I'm saying? So then I said, let me go down. Let me go down. Even though I got to go through security again to get back in, let me go and get the vibe of the fans. Let me see what's cooking. And I have been going to stadiums since I was 27 years old. I'm quite a bit older than that now, just to let you know how many stadiums and games that I've been at. And the tailgating, number one, it's a night game. So there's going to be more partying going on because you got more time. They open these gates. I think they open the gates for the season ticket holders at like either 445 or five, even with an 820 kickoff. And then it was like 545 for the regular, you know, ham and eggers. So you had several hours there. Even when I was there four hours before, they hadn't opened up the uh, parking lots unless you were in the the media parking lot. And there was a long line of cars parked on this. It's called Del Mabry Highway. You know, fans were er, way early. I hadn't seen this in years. And I've been to these NFL games. I haven't seen this in years. Fans were just ready, ready to party ready to cheer, ready to go nuts, ready to cut loose after so stinking long, just ready. And it was humid as hell, but the ice saw so many jerseys. So then I walked around, I walked around, I want to get the feel. I shoot a little video. If you don't know, my uh, social media is at Real Rock Riley. That's my Twitter and my Instagram. I need some help from some young kid. Help me out. I need some help in the, the social media, how to get to the next level. Help me, help me. If you're in the temp area, you know, young kid, the, please, please, I'll take care of you. But anyway, uh, and I post some videos. You know, I like to give you the little behind the scenes, not just the X's and O's. So I'm doing that and I am just seeing how jacked up everybody was. It was almost like it was. It was like a postseason playoff atmosphere. And I also was blown away by how many Cowboy fans were in the house. There were a lot. Now, when you see it on TV and you see the wide shots, the, 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 you know, the overhead shots of the stadium, it looks like it's a sea of red or in the pewter. That is not the case. Cause I was down there walking around the stadium pregame and 
I swear to God, it had to be 70, 30, possibly 60, 40. There were that many cowboy jerseys. I know they travel well. And I guess it's the opener and they wanted to come to Florida. Usually you get that a little bit later in the season. You want to go to the beaches because it's hot as heck right now and humidity. But I just saw a lot. But the experience was great when they... uh even the pregame, you could just feel it, you know? When Brady comes out, he gets a big ovation. Gronk is a big fan favorite. They love Gronk. The Dallas Cowboys players were out for a good half hour, 45 minutes before the Buccaneers, maybe even an hour. But, you know, they, they what happens is they go out. They don't have their full uniforms on when they when they go out early and warm up and get loose and do all their things, blah, blah, blah. And then they go back in. Then they put on their game uniform. So there was a lot of Cowboys that were out there early, 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 early. Yeah, Dak Prescott does his strange little warm-ups and the, the way his just stretching, the way he moves and stuff like that. But, I, again, I don't want to get two X's and O's on this one. The rock stops here. That's for more for my Bucks kickoff podcast. That's for the diehard. So I don't want you to tune away. I'll just say this one thing here. There, you know, there's a reason why Brady is the goat. You know, you give him a minute 24 and he just, he's on, he's, he's prepared. Uh, I was talking to a lot of NFL guys that were up in the press box that were saying that his arm has life. It looks like he's 24 years old. It's because of all the training that he does, both the physical, mental, the diet, the water, everything, everything. There's a reason why he's still at the top of his game. On the other hand, Dak Prescott looked comfortable for a guy who hadn't played in 11 months, 11 months, hadn't taken a hit. He looked comfortable as heck that offense looked pretty damn good they lost but if you are a Dallas Cowboys fan I think they're going to be something to be reckoned with and this has got to give them confidence coming into a hostile environment loud now my brother-in-law works in the front office of the NFL on Park Avenue in New York He just got this gig and he was at the game and he was down here because so many, you know, it's the kickoff, man. It's the kickoff of the NFL season. So Roger Goodell was here. Um, The guy with the red hair, everybody loves him. He performed in downtown Tampa before the game. Ed Sheeran, girls love him. My daughter is 12 and a half years old and she went crazy when she found out that Ed Sheeran was here. And then there was another female reporter that was sitting in the press box, a couple of seats down from me. She's probably maybe 30, I would say, at 28, 29, something like that. She's like, oh, my God, Ed Sheeran. I'm such an Ed Sheeran. I've seen this so much. Like, women love this guy. They love him. I I, I don't know what it is. It's not my thing, but, you know, I, I see it. So, anyway, Ed Sheeran was in the... Roger Goodell press box. If you saw the game on the field, you probably noticed that. So my brother-in-law, Andy was down here and he was sitting outside in one of the end zones with other NFL executives and members of the Buccaneers. I'm assuming, you know, blah, 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 blah. So he texted me 
And he's like, hey, I'll try to make it up to the press box. And I'm like, Andy, it's going to be hard trying to get up here. You only have 12 minutes. The NFL does not mess around. I do like that. Halftime is quick. I have been down on the field many a time where there's like some type of an event at halftime, maybe some players going into the ring of honor. I've been out on the field like shooting video or, and the, and the players are coming in, they're back, they're on the sidelines ready to go. And it's like, they get you off how they do it so fast. Now the Super Bowl, it's a little bit different. They set up the stage. It's, it's a little bit different, but with the NFL, they don't mess around. 12 minutes is halftime. That's it. Boom, 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 boom. And it's right away. College, you got the bands. It's a lot longer. It's, you know, the, the college atmosphere is great. No doubt about that. I do love that. There's something about college football being at a stadium with the, all the young people. And, the, and like I said, the bands and things like that. That's great. That's great. But the NFL man, 12 minutes, boom. So I said, Andy, you don't have to bother trying to, you know, he goes, well, we'll see. Sure enough, Andy, you always comes through. He texted me, he goes, I'm here. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm here in the press box. All right, I'm here. Boom, boom, boom. So I'm sat down. We were able to talk for a few minutes. And I said, uh, I, I felt his back, but it was, he was sweating, you know? And I said, what's it like? He goes, I can't believe I'm still wearing a, a sport coat over my shirt. I got to change that, you know, but he's new at, with this job at the NFL, you know, he's down the hall from Roger Goodell. They call him RG. So anyway, I don't want to give away any, he did not, not, not like he told me anything. And if he did tell me any kind of inside stuff that the NFL is going on, I'm not going to tell you because he's my brother-in-law and I don't give away sources anyway, but it was just nice to see he was here. We chatted for a, f a few minutes at the halftime and he said, I'm heading over to see Roger now. And I said, well, Andy, you go through those doors. I'm never allowed to go past that door. <laughs> I'm low level media. And I said, good luck. And he goes, good. And he said, I said, I showed, I showed Ed Sheeran and Roger on the big screen. He goes, was he wearing his, I said he was wearing, he had his jacket off, man. So maybe he would be able to take that jacket off. So it was kind of cool to see he's doing well. He's a great guy. I wish Andy all the best. And he's in a great, great spot in the, in the top level Park Avenue. And they're also in LA too. Uh, I don't know if I told you on this podcast, but they have a beautiful, beautiful, huge building. The NFL does in Los Angeles, right next to SoFi Stadium, the new stadium in Los Angeles. You know, the stadium where construction wasn't ready for this last Super Bowl, and that's why Tampa Bay got the Super Bowl? That was nice, right? But it's the, the stadium itself is beautiful. And he showed me some pictures on his phone. He was able to even take a tour of the new stadium, where the Rams play, where the Chargers play. And then right next to it is where NFL Network is located. NFL Network used to be in Culver City, California. And when they built this, they built it for NFL they built it for the front offices of the NFL. So now the those at the top can be in New York and also work out of Los Angeles. They have this beautiful outdoor patio up top. It's just gorgeous, man. NFL's king. NFL is king. And the good thing about it is right now is no wonder Roger Goodell was happy. There's no major, major controversy uh, except maybe at some team or Deshaun Watson, something a little bit like that. But I'm talking about like, there's no, like the kneeling. Remember how polarizing that was for so many. And is it, no, it really isn't a thing with the flag and the, the whole bit. You don't have that right now. There's no problem. It was just a great, right down to the final kick till the last second sellout crowd 
huge ratings. America's team, Dak Prescott, he's back against the GOAT, Tom Brady, the defending Super Bowl champions, where they play the Super Bowl. All in all, it was just a fantastic experience. And I am honored to tell So I just want to give you a little behind the scenes of that bad boy. All righty. So um, I've got to tell you that. Oh, you know what? Now you guys know I am. Well, if you don't know, I, I am a boxing fan. I like the big fight. There's nothing like the big, big, big championship fight. If you've ever had a chance to be in Vegas, Atlantic City, when they have the big one. And it, I was lucky enough back in the day with the Holyfield, with Iron Mike Tyson, with the Sphinx fight, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, what's the name? Marvin Hagler that had passed and um, Tommy the Hitman Hearns. I've had a chance to interview those guys when I used to be out of New York, a national reporter. And that was the heyday. That was great. That was great. And I, what, 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 what do we need to do? What, what does boxing need? What's going on, man? Evander Holyfield, five weeks shy of 59 years old, fighting over the weekend. He fought the former UFC champion, Belfort. Now, Belfort was 44. Evander Holyfield, it was, it was, it was sad. It was sorry. 159 of the first. Boom. Boom. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Now, I am not against this Triller Fight Club. They're they're in the business of ratings, pay-per-view buys, money. I don't mind. I'm not that old school where I just want to say uh, you know, the the boxers fight. You, you know, no, I'm fine with crossover. I'm fine with an MMA guy that wants to try to come over to boxing. They're coming over to make their money because it's boxing. They're not getting it in UFC. Let's call it like it is. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing this stuff. But what is it about the sport of boxing where you have to have a 59-year-old fighter in Evander Holyfield who's done fighting a former UFC champion? Look at uh, look at uh, Tito Ortiz and um, Silva Anderson. Now, Silva Anderson, they're both 46 years old. These were UFC legends and guys. Anderson Silva is one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. Tito Ortiz had his day in the sun. They were big. They're, again, what is it? Boxing. They're not coming out doing UFC. They're not on the mat. Boxing. There is an allure to a championship fight in boxing. But what the hell? Now, Anderson Silva, KO Tito Ortiz, 121 of the first. He went down. Tito Ortiz is not a boxer. Now, Anderson Silva used to fight. He, He, but that's his first. He, now, this is what I'm saying. What's going on with boxing? He beat, this is Silva. He's a UFC legend. He beat former boxing champion Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. That was back in June, a split decision. What's going on with that? And, you know, Oscar De La Hoya, he's trying to come back. He sees the the dollar signs. These guys have been out so long. He had COVID, so Belford, he was going to fight Belford. That was going to be sanctioned in Cali. The California State Boxing Athletic Commission said, I'm not I'm not sanctioning Evander Holyfield. Florida said, we'll do it. Boom, it was that, and boom, and there you go. It was just bad. But I'm thinking, like... All right, all right, all right. Sport of boxing. 
you're paying now. Evander, uh, I mean, uh, Mike Tyson when he when he did that exhibition against Roy Jones Jr. That was successful money wise. We're all hoping that we'll see the Tyson of old. That's the majority. We'll see the Tyson of old. I was listening to a radio show, Guy Talk, not an all sports station. It was just Guy Talk, and they were discussing when Mike Tyson was making this comeback. And you know what? Social media helped out because did you see those? It looked like Tyson was just. <laughs> It looked like he was going to kill somebody. The video was great when he was shadow boxing or doing a bag or he was in a bar and he looks like he's so fast and powerful, but still he's 50 years old or 50, whatever he is, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, so we're all like, and, and I heard this, this show, a show on this guy talk sh- station. They were all discussing that they can't wait to see Tyson fight like, you know, fury, Josh, like the the best of the best that are in their twenties, like oh, he's gonna he's definitely gonna win the heavyweight championship again. Now, no, Father Time is undefeated. Brady has stayed in it at at this level. It isn't like Brady went away and for eight years, ten years, or like twelve years, like Oscar De La Hoya. Now he's gonna try to make a comeback, and that ain't gonna happen. You know, he stayed in it at this level. But these guys try. So why? Why are we now? Now let me tell you something. Being honest here, I don't. Jake Paul and even the Logan Paul, but Jake Paul, he, I find him interesting. Oh, in the beginning, I wanted him to get his ass knocked out. This cocky ass YouTuber. Who is this guy to come into professional boxing? You know, but you know what? Somebody beat him. Oh, he hasn't fought a real fighter. Okay. KSI, that was a YouTuber. Um, no, uh, Nate Robinson, that was a former NBA guy. I get you. I get you. All right, Ben Askren. Ben Askren, he wasn't a good striker, but he was really good in the UFC. You can't be, you can't, that was a disgusting performance by Askren. I'm sorry. He's always smiling, said it doesn't matter. You know, I know he was more of a grappler and all this crap. Still, man, do you not have any cooth? Do you not have any uh, care? You know, and he looked like he was out of shape, but he's... So that pissed me off. But you're you're supposed to be a great UFC champion. What's that saying about the UFC? Come on. I know you don't strike. He beat your ass. He knocked your ass out. Okay, so Jake Paul can fight, but he's only fought four fights in his life. He's had no amateur career. Somebody beat him. And then Tyron Woodley. All right, Tyron, Tyron, Tyron Woodley. Okay, he's lost the last four, but he's not that old. He well, He's a pretty good striker. That's what I would hear. Oh, oh Tyron Woodley, at least he, he's a striker. Yeah. He lost, and then he wants a rematch, and he's not going to get a tattoo. You lost. You lost to Jake Paul. I don't want to hear anything from Woodley. When I see interviews with Woodley, I'm like, I don't want to hear you talking smack. You lost. So somebody beat Jake Paul. Now, once... So Jake Paul's, he, they are very smart. You know, he annoys people. He's good at it. You know, he's probably pissing you off. The kid is what, 23 years old? He's younger than my son by a year. And he's worth millions. You know, give I give it up to him. I give it up for him. He's found a way to do it. He's making a lot of money at a young age. That's the other thing, too. I don't know how these kids, besides YouTube... They're making money like that's why you go to a 
certain store, like there's a donut shortage uh, down here for ingredients in the Publix. It's called Publix is our department store. Yeah. And they were telling me they get all their stuff out of this warehouse in Lakeland. And they, the reason why there's a shortage of like, we're going to start having jelly back again. We don't have enough Boston cream or no, no uh, buttercream. And I'm like, why is there a shortage of ingredients for donuts? Because the warehouse can't get people to work. Seriously. Seriously. I've seen signs on some places where can't it was shortage of staff. And I, and I thought the unemployment rate was high. Like young people, my son is 24 and his friends, they're making money telling me uh, Bitcoin, there's this crypto, there's another way. Like they're doing all this stuff off their laptops. So why do they want to work an eight hour shift sweeping and stocking shelves and driving a forklift and doing stuff that we all did in warehouses. You know what I mean? There, I guess they're able to, there's ways that they're making money. It's just, it's just a different time. I'm not, I'm not a uh, get off my lawn guy. I really don't want to be like that, but getting back to like, but no, I'm not a get off my lawn guy. I don't mind Jake Paul because I find it interesting. So somebody beat his ass once he loses then I think that's going to take all this interest off. It's I, I, you know what I'm saying? So now who's he going to fight next? But what happened to the sport of boxing? It would be like uh, Troy Aikman announcing that he's going to come back and go up against, uh, I don't know, uh, some old other quarterback. Are you going to pay to watch that? Number one, they can't. So why in boxing? Why are we more interested? Or why is Jake Paul like the, the well, I know the UFC fighters that fought like Woodley and uh, Askren. That was their biggest payday. And these are, is it Woodley? I thought Woodley was in the Hall of Fame for UFC. I might be mistaken. I mean, come on, a Hall of Famer, you know, and this is your biggest payday. That's what I'm saying. Give Jake Paul credit. I don't mind this thriller. They're trying entertainment. You know, Jake Paul's got a big ass robot behind him. And in an interview, he goes, why not? Why do we always have to do things the way they used to be? So he'll be back and let's see somebody beat him. You know, but I find it funny because Antonio Tarver, senior. Now his son is fighting. He won the other night uh, and he got started late in boxing. But Antonio Tarver was on the rock stops here. And he's 50, 50 or 51, maybe 52. He is in fantastic shape. He is in the ring every single day with the Mets training his son. He hasn't had a lot of fights. He, I mean, he hasn't had a lot of damage. You look at his face, there's not a mark. He doesn't slur his words. He doesn't have CTE. And I mean, uh, so he, they should take it on an individual basis. He can't get a, uh, he can't get, he wants to fight. He was supposed to fight another former UFC guy. It was going to be on the undercard of one of the Paul brothers. And they said, no, they're not because he hadn't fought in so long. They weren't going to sanction him. You're not going to sanction Antonio Tarver and you're going to fight and you're going to give him a Holyfield a shot. So no, I think that's, uh, I think that's bogus, man. But anyway. Anyway, um, I got to get this off my chest. I'm going to tell you another little story, okay? So my dog is being quiet now because my I'm on the back patio of my house. Isn't that nice when the work from home? This is, the, yeah, because it's quiet now with my yapping dog. Our little dog is a, a Havanese, a loving little girl, but a high-maintenance diva dog. 
She yaps and barks at any dog that walks by anything outside. Or if I'm here by myself, the constant scratching at the door. I've tried to record podcasts in the closet of the master bedroom. I shut two doors and I can hear her barking nonstop. And then when I, I have, I've had to stop, I've gone back out there. And then what? She just doesn't want to be alone. She's a diva high maintenance Ooh, girl. So luckily my wife and my daughter are here and they keep her company and I can actually record this out on the back patio. But this doesn't always happen. So the other day I was doing my Bucks kickoff podcast, which is exclusively on JoeBucksFan.com. That's 24 hours before every Bucks kickoff. So that's more, that's more, that's heavy. That's, that's more energy a little bit. That's, it's the kickoff for the game. I'm giving you the scouting report. I'm going around the NFL. I'm bringing you a little quick uh, rock lister, you know, uh, blah, 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 that type of thing. And da, da, da. And so I, I couldn't do it. Uh, the diva was yapping and, and cause she wanted attention. So I got to go out. So I go to this little park down the street and I'm on a picnic table. There's nobody else around. It was done early in the morning, like eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, but and it's a real small little tiny park with one picnic table, a small play area. And the kids are in school now anyway. And then uh, there's a pool back there, but nobody really goes there. So I figured, let me do it there. Let me do it there quick. I can't do it here because of my yapping dog. So I go down there. I set my stuff at the picking table. Nobody's going, I'm getting into this. I'm giving you the Bucks versus the Dallas Cowboys. Here's what I've seen at one buck. Here's how Leonard Fournette is acting. Here's what I saw when Cameron Bray took the pass and Leonard Fournette was yelling, oh, hell no. And I'm getting into this. And here's, here's what Jerry Jones is saying. And I'm doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this. And I see this pickup truck pull up and the guy has got a hat on and he's probably like, I don't know, 65 years old or so. And he pulls right up. Now I've got headphones on. I'm holding a microphone. I got some spreadsheets, some papers in front of me. He can, does he not see that I am, I am talking into a microphone. This is, this drives me crazy where people are unaware or they just don't care. It's all about themselves. Yeah. Have you experienced this? You know what I'm talking about? I'm always aware of the other person, this guy. So I'm into this. I'm a half hour into this. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk. I'm doing my thing. And he rolls down his window and then he just stays there with the car running and he's not moving. And I'm trying to talk while I'm looking at him. And then he's got the window down. And then he starts motioning me to come here, come here. Not like, excuse me, anything. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I got to stop. I walk over to him. Yes, can I help you? Uh, what, do they got a boat ramp back there? Do they have a boat ramp back there? I don't work here. I don't work at, at this community. I, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a boat ramp back there. Well, what's it look like? What's it look like? You can, you know what? You can take your pickup truck, go around the side, and you can look through the fence. You got to get what's called a, a fob. Oh, yeah, I know. I know about it. Yeah, you swipe and you go in. I know. I'm looking to buy in this area, and I'm looking to buy a house, and I just want to know about the boat ramp. I, 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 what can I tell you, man? Is it, uh, is it cement when you, when you want to let the boat down or is it uh, dirt? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. 
all right, yeah, well, I'm looking to probably buy in the area and this and that and this and that. I said, okay, sir, good luck to you, man. Good luck to you. Nothing. Not thank you. Not anything. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm like, damn, that ruined my thing. Let me start all over. It's a little, it's a little nitpicky, but it's one of so many situations that I've run into where people are unaware. Here's the other one that just, and allow me to get this off my chest. If you feel the same way, hit me up on Twitter at Real Rock Riley, on Instagram at Real Rock Riley, or Facebook Rock Riley. The coughing. When someone, when you're indoors, whether it's a store, whether it's a confined area and people are just coughing without a mask, doesn't it say a big sign? You know, we might recommend masks. And if you are feeling sick and if you are coughing, do not come in. So the other day I'm like, I don't go all the time, but I say, you know what? I just feel like I need to go to church. I need to go to church. I just want to thank the man upstairs for everything that I have. And I've been a little bit down, you know, the nine 11 hit me, hit me this week on Saturday. I explained, um, and I was just, and I don't know, just a couple different things. Yeah. As you go on in life, like blah, 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 a few things. And I was just like, I'm a little bit, you know, know, and I, I, I'm very thankful for everything that I have. Very, very, very thankful. Let me go. Let me go. So I go, and go by myself and I got my mask and I'm wearing it and I make sure I'm two rows behind and it's an older couple with no mask indoors. Okay. Well, and this guy during the mask starts coughing, but I mean, it's like, <coughs> and, then, <coughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, are you not aware? If you're not feeling good, you're coughing. Maybe it's only a cold. Maybe it's the flu. Maybe it's, maybe it's Rona, you know, and, and they're, they're like, you know, 65, seven years old. No care in the world about anybody else. I'm like, I got to leave. I got to leave. This ruined it for me. I'm out of here. And so I left early. It's just, it drives me insane. I am aware of you next to me, you over here. So many people are not, and it just drives me crazy. One la- one little thing on the 9-11, which happened last Saturday. Um, I was I was in Tampa at Bay News 9, and it was in the morning, and I remember seeing it, and I was glued to CNN. My wife, Emily, who was my girlfriend at the time, I can't believe we've known each other 20 years. I, I, it really, it seems like yesterday. Um, but Emily was working as a one-man band. They call it an MMJ, whatever they call it now. Uh, you shoot your own video. You do everything yourself. And she was in what's Citrus County. It's a uh, remote county outside the Tampa Bay area. And I remember she was on some regular story that she was doing that day. And I think she called me, I called her and I said, you see what was going on? She had no idea, you know, and she was just doing her job and blah, blah, blah. And so I remember that. I remember being locked in and everything that happened after that. My brother, Patrick, was on a trip and was in, had to fly back. He was flying back from Hong Kong in the air when that was going down over our nation's capital in Pennsylvania. And of course, into the world trade center and they diverted his plane uh, to Vancouver, Canada. 
And he was there for, I don't know, four or five days. Remember they stopped all the flights and things like that. He could not get back. And I remember him telling me what was going on there on that flight. Cause we're, you know, you don't know if they, that it's going to happen on their flight where it starts spreading and all that jazz. But my point is if you were in New York and lived through that, you know, your life has been changed forever. And I'm a Jersey guy, been in New York so many times Northern New Jersey. And so I remember uh, Patrick was just, he, he mentioned it on Twitter uh, on the day of that when he went on that little five, little excursion, he had, uh, he was by himself in his loft in Brooklyn, right by the Williamsburg uh, bridge. He's Williamsburg. And he opened his windows. And when he came back, it was his inside of his apartment was just covered with white, the soot, all the stuff that had blown uh, from the World Trade Center and through the air in New York, you know, and that's lower Manhattan. And he was in Brooklyn by Williamsburg. And and I remember visiting him a couple of months, I mean, months after that. And I remember like by his windowsill and in spots, there was still that white like soot that came from, burning the papers, burning body parts, all that. And it was months later. And I also remember walking around New York City. Maybe it wasn't even months. I can't remember. It's all a blur. But I do remember being in New York and I, pictures of loved ones. Have you seen this, you know, this, this one or this? It was just, oh, my God. So sad. This past Saturday, we had Pop Warner football in a nice little rural community in Tampa Bay. And my daughter was cheering. And so my wife and I, and then her friend, Aubrey, we brought her. And then we were right near where I went to college for two years, St. Leo college party party. That's how I learned how to party. <laughs> it was, it was. And, uh, she said, you know, it's only half hour away. And you always have to bring your daughter like way early and then they have to check in and all that jazz. You want to go? I was like, ah, oh, we're already driving in an hour. And so, so yeah, 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 let's do it. And we did. And I walked around with my wife and seeing where my dorm was, seeing the baseball team and a baseball field. And I played a little baseball there, pitched. And it was just, it was great. It was great. It was great walking around. It's really been built up and then got back and she took a picture of me near the hall, the hall, and then uh, took a picture of my daughter. But I just, it was one of those days where I just couldn't, I wasn't posting anything. I just couldn't post. I just kind of like, you know what I mean? It's just like so thankful for our freedom that we have here in America. I know the country's been divided, but just so thankful. And also like melancholy, you know? And then Sunday morning got up and felt a little bit better. And then I posted or something like, like, here you go. Here you go. Listen to me, Mr. Posting all the time. Oh, that drives my wife crazy. But anyway, so you know what? I think, let's see, how much are we at here? I think we are in pretty good shape. One thing that, you know what? You know what? Maybe we'll just end it on that. I don't want to go off on any more rants. What do we got coming up next? Now, depending on someone, if something more breaking news-wise comes up where I'll get something to go viral. <laughs> uh, no, I'm only kidding. I think it's time to bring my friend Ian Beckles interview on. 
I think that might be the case. It wasn't one of my better performances. Let me just call it like it is. You got good days and you got some bad days. So I think maybe we will do that. I didn't anticipate running into Derek Brooks. My thanks to Derek Brooks. And just enjoy this football season. It's going to be a great race in baseball. In the American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays, with all the injuries and the low payroll, they're getting it done again. I love fall baseball when you watch on TV. See, being down here, wherever you are, you know, God bless you. I hope you're having a great day. But down here, it is still so boiling hot and with humidity. And so I love when you see playoff baseball, ALDS, CS, NLCS, World Series, and you see them with it's cold. And you see them with the big heavy sweatshirts in the cold. And it's fall baseball. Like, I love that. I love that. Because it's so hot. If you're listening to this in the north, you it's like the end of your winter when you want spring to spring and it's still winter. Uh, we want fall to be, but it ain't fall. So I love that. I know hockey will be starting. Same thing NBA. So just enjoy yourselves. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And I'll talk to you next week on The Rock Stops Here. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.